0: if you can, that the Pirates were the best team in Pittsburgh. Wait, 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 wait. Imagine if that day was today. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into those other two teams in town. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. And those are now no happier, no more upbeat than this thing is. Because that's the state of sports in Pittsburgh at the moment. And maybe for the foreseeable future. Not to get into the other two teams here on what's a designated baseball program, but the Steelers are two and six. They. Don't look like they're about to climb out of that. They just traded a starting wide receiver for a draft pick in very Pirates-like fashion. And we just don't know. We just don't know if it's a hard rebuild, if it's something that can be snapped like next year. But it's not looking all that encouraging. The hockey team, that's a little bit more complex. The Penguins are experienced. They're talented. They still have their stars. The problem is the stars are in their mid-30s. The Penguins have lost six in a row now, including the one I covered. And along the way, have blown some massive leads in very uncomfortable fashion, including the game that I covered in Buffalo a couple nights ago. Uh, it's, It's ominous. Even with all those names like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. Guys are in their mid-30s. You know, you never know. You never know. And then, my friends, there's your buckos. Fresh off back-to-back 100 lost seasons. And already having committed to not commit to anything in 2023. And looking like they're about to go through another punt year and they still might end up being better than wherever these Steelers and Penguins end up. Or they could reverse course, decide that they give a damn, and try to actually seize this remarkable and, in most of our lifetimes, unparalleled opportunity to kind of take things over. In the city, stop! You're, I, I, you're laughing. Stop laughing! I'm about to make this case. This portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience. Underscoring the word experience, the steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and. You do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. If you're new to this show, and maybe you were drawn in by the, the title of this particular episode, because you're a football fan, you're a hockey fan, whatever then hear this out, because if all you've ever heard about the Pirates is, oh, they suck, nutting, 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 they suck, nutting, nutting, nutting. This is a team that currently has a third baseman, a shortstop, a second baseman that can be cobbled together in some form. It has a center fielder, it has a corner outfielder, either left or right, and it has four, count them, four starting pitchers in which they can rely on as well as a setup guy and a closer out in the bullpen. Now you tell me how this team, which does have some prospects of significant pedigree coming along, doesn't mean they'll all come through, they never do, you tell me how this team isn't going to be markedly better in 2023 if Here we go again. The management gives a damn and tries to take advantage of the opportunity. Not that you have to do something where you're putting down the Steelers or Penguins or anything like that. You know how Pittsburgh is. Same first name, same set of colors, only city in the world like it. I'm talking about just taking advantage of the stage that's presented to you. If we're being honest here, as people who follow sports passionately, in my case for a living, you're going to gravitate toward situations that make you happier than the ones that make you miserable. You know, the Pirates, for the most part, make you miserable. They've been doing that for a very, very long time. But if and when this occurs with the Steelers and or Penguins on a longer-term basis and the Pirates look like that young up-and-coming team that's enjoying life and making it onto the highlights and everybody in baseball is talking about O'Neill, Cruz hammering a ball 900 feet and whatever else, you're, you're going to slide over in that direction. You might pretend that you aren't. You might go, eh, I don't know, the Pirates are still kind of uncool. They've been uncool my whole life. But this specific scenario... This wasn't even the case when the Pirates were making the playoffs from 2013-15. to It wasn't even the case for the blackout game. The Steelers were still pretty good. They had Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, a terrific defense, everything else. The Penguins had Sid and Geno and all that, and they went to the Eastern Conference Final. And the Pirates just happened to be another team that was really good, and they of course had their own story to write because of the streak of consecutive losing seasons and everything else. But they weren't the show. They weren't the only show in town. This is something else completely. This is an opportunity to take, uh, if you want to just get financial about it, a lot of corporate dollars Take the advertising, take the luxury suites, become the hot ticket in town. Make money! I've reported this before on this show, and I'm going to reiterate it right now. The three most profitable seasons, not the biggest revenue, whatever, the biggest profit, the three most profitable seasons, under the nutting ownership, came in the three playoff years. Pow! Man, mind blown! What a concept! Make more money to make more money. Try it again. Do it now. Go get a first baseman. Go get a stopgap catcher. Get one starting pitcher, and then just bring in a bunch of rubber-armed relievers to fill out the rest. Get it done. Do it now. Stop being so afraid of everything. When we come back, J1Q. Keith says, plain and simple, there's no hope. They're going to do things their way. If it works, great. If it doesn't, well, that's fine, too. That's just how they think. You know what, Keith? Way to be a buzzkill, man. And way to also be completely right. You know? I mean, I I really, I, I'd like to think of myself as a glass-half-full guy, like in life, in addition to it on this job that doesn't mean you put rose colored glasses on it doesn't mean you skew things or spin things uh, that would actually go against
1: journalistic
0: practices but it does mean that you know if if there's a tie or if there's a leaning I'm going to go in the direction of hey you know there's some hope here but as much as I like some of what this management team has built under Ben Charrington. Otherwise, I couldn't make the case in the first place, right? Meaning that they should add to a group that looks pretty promising. I just don't have that same outlook when it comes to their competitive nature. From Bob Nutting on down, I just don't. I wish that I did. I have lots of evidence as it relates to Nutting. I don't have anywhere near as much as it relates to everyone else, whether it means Travis Williams, Charrington, and, you know, everybody that's under them. But it's sitting there, man. It's sitting there. Get a first baseman. Pay up. That's the one position. Get a first baseman. And I say first baseman, and I mean first baseman and or DH, okay? You don't even have to get both, okay? Get one. Get one of the two. Get one of the two. Get somebody who can really bleeping hit. Get somebody that you plant in the middle of your order that all of a sudden makes the rest of the middle of the order look like it makes sense. You know? Brian Reynolds, O'Neill Cruz, Brian Hayes if he can get his power back as I was discussing yesterday. All of a sudden you look... You feel like you're maybe onto something. Jack Sawinski could be a, like a six or a seven in your order. Think about that for a second. Just randomly getting 20, 25 homers out of your six or seven spot. Doesn't matter what Jack would hit from there, meaning in terms of average, just wouldn't. You'll take that number of home runs from that spot in the order and win all day long. Bring back Roberto Perez. All he's got to do is last a month or two. We'll see if he can pull that off this time. Buy some uh, additional opportunity for Andy Rodriguez to become a more complete player before he gets to the majors. All the Super 2 stuff as well. Henry Davis in a similar boat, although he's behind because of injuries. And then when these prospects come up, even if you don't have a second baseman already in the mix, and I kind of like Rodolfo Castro. I think he should at least get a look. And you bring up Nick Gonzalez once he's ready. It's all there. Just go get a first baseman. There's no first baseman. The team has no first baseman, and the team doesn't really have someone who'd be a candidate for DH. Now, you never know where you can find the DH, guys. Daniel Vogelback was had for a song, and Daniel Vogelback was a pretty nice DH for the better part of the season got you a little something in the trade. But you can you can do this. You don't need to look at next year as if it's some kind of forfeit or a stalling tactic. You know, just get a get a little fire, you know, light a little fire under your own butt. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to this program. I appreciate it during the season, never mind afterward. I I Ah, it's crazy to me that you do but thank you let's do it again monday